Are you ready for the circus? <laughs> Brand new podcast, everybody. The Body Shots World Tour is on hiatus. Oh, you guys were all joking around, and then all of a sudden the <laughs> podcast starts, and you guys are quiet? It was like a circus. Yeah, what are you two doing? Two up. You told us to be quiet. No, not now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the pod, I'm in the man cave with Georgia, Isla, and Leanne. We're all in here. I'm home for the next three weeks. I am sick. Yeah, you this, are sick. It's the way it happens every time something big happens, like my special or this tour. I hold it together the whole tour, the whole time I'm getting ready for the special, and then the second it's over, I get sick. You are absolutely right. I feel like shit. It happens every time. You look like you don't feel well. You're, you look like swollen in the face, like, like your sinuses That's are swollen. Yeah. It was Gus. A Jesus candle. Yeah. That's St. Jude. That's not Jesus. That's a guy. That's a guy. Yeah. St. Jude. St. Jude is a girl. Everybody no. had long hair it's back Judy, in those days, right? No, it's no. not St. Judy. It's St. Jude. It's St. Short for Judy. St. Judy. St. Jude is my patron saint, guys. Stop. It's St. Judy Marmel. Guys. Stop. You're going to pull your face <laughs> Guys, we're losing listeners by the fucking second. Are you going to let them do any reads? Yeah, yes. I want to do a read. Georgia, I can read. Not nice. I would love for you guys to do a read. Okay. Wait, I want to have. But you read. just lick the paper. Don't don't touch where he's touching, because then it's, I, I you get some germs. Be fine. So I want to let Isla do a read. Let Isla do a read. Oh, she touched exactly where you're touching. Wash your hands when you get inside. Okay. Wash Ladies and gentlemen, this no. podcast <laughs> is brought to you by Google Play Google Store. Play Store. No, laughable. Isla, do the fucking read. <laughs> okay, fine. Laughable app. Wait, the laughable app. Al, the laughable app. <laughs> the laughable app has finally come to Android, guys. <laughs> guys, like this. The laughable app has finally come to Android, guys. Okay. The laughable app is. Dad, I'm, okay. I'm trying to do a read here. Okay. okay. This is <laughs> this is the app you should be using for all your podcast listening, comma, <laughs> whatever, whether you have an <laughs> or okay. Finish it up for us, George. Bring us home, George. Take us home, George. This is the app you should be using for all your podcast listening, whether you have an iPhone or an Android. You can subscribe directly to me, other comedians, athletes, actors, musicians, and other public figures. Or wife of the party. Okay, or wife of the party. Then Laughable keeps you up to speed on their podcast appearances as a host or a guest as they're released. Go to the next page, Georgia. Yeah, flip it over, flip it over, flip it over, flip it over. Yeah. Okay. You can also find all the podcasts we've been... Okay. Did you see how she dropped the mic after that first page? <laughs> she just dropped mic. You can also find all the podcasts we've been on in the past all in one place. So all the entertainers you love can now hear more of them thanks to Laughable. Okay, I guess... And then there's another page. Wait, Dad, 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 Dad. There's no more pages. Yes, No. Yeah, there is. Hey, watch it. Okay. Watch I it. Did not. Read the fucking second page. Okay. They're and, still on the first decision. <laughs> and process. And in process. And in the process, 
comma, you're... You don't <laughs> you're not dictating it, Isla. <laughs> I was doing the thing the other night. She's just because she was dictating to me while we Ned, were typing her. I am so sorry. Guys, the laughable map has come to Android. Just give wait, everyone wait, a wait, heads wait. up. And in, and in the process, you're going to find tons of new shows and people to listen to. Guys, I've been reading a lot. Um, so <laughs> You're really good at it. I know. I I've know. gotten better. Go. Go, go, go download Laughable right now. Dash. Uh, just search <laughs> for Laughable in the App Store or Google Play Store. What are, no, what are you reading? A, a, <laughs> you're working for a sex shop, Isla? <laughs> Google Play Store. <laughs> if dating's your thing. Period. <laughs> Period. Um, and if you wind up, why if you and if you and if you wind up a naked a naked um thank you and if you wind up enjoying it tell your friends and leave them a good review okay thank you so much to you both exclamation mark i don't think you have to read that that's good you're good to us guys Thank you so much to you both. <laughs> Ned was saying for us reading this, and I'm sure he'll be Can so thrilled with the reading. No, do not read his email. I love. <laughs> do not read his email. Throw that away. Well, the good news is, Laughable is now on Android, right? That's the good news. Laughable is now on Android. What? Yeah, nothing. It's a joke, Georgia. No, no, it's a joke. It's a, it's a, wow, wow, guys! Right? How are these reads running for you? This is a great episode, by the way. Just uh, got to bear through this part. <laughs> I can read the next read. No, the next one pays me. <laughs> I can read the next one. I was good at it. I'm uh, amazing at I'll them. tell you what. How about you and how about you be a part of the next one for, with me? <laughs> what do we have for dinner tonight? A good stuff. What do we have for blue dinner apron. tonight? Blue apron. Yeah. The do you buttery guys like blue bread apron? with milk in it. Oh, my God. Did you yes, like blue apron? Yes, I did. Chicken was phenomenal. It was, the chicken was really good. No, no. It was a mayo crusted chicken. Oh my god, that's why I fucking liked it. Yeah, it was mayo, <sighs> mayo and pepper crusted chicken with roasted broccoli and a homemade mozzarella bread. Blue Apron is the number one meal delivery service in the country. They deliver easy to make meals right to your door. Fresh ingredients. You can make any meal in our house. You can make any meal in under forty five minutes. Uh, it's affordable. It's under $10 per person. And it absolutely is awesome. I love that we all eat together. Do you like that we eat together? Yes. Maybe. Do you like that we have dinner together? Maybe. Do you feel like that keeps us closer as a family? Maybe. What did we do tonight? We ate Blue Apron and watched? May- I, am I allowed to say it? Yeah. The Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Yep. We and that's what's great about Blue Apron is it brings families together. Family that cooks together, eats together, family that eats together, stays together, and family that... Uh, has their daughters eating and with them, then they're not bad people that are smoking jewels, right? Oh, let's not comment about that. Hold well, on. Hopefully, no one here is. No one here is smoking jewels. I, I do not smoke jewels. Why would I do that? You smoke jewels. What is the character you're doing right now? I, this, like, old lady. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Blue Apron has a bunch of different meal plans. They've got the two person meal plan, the four person meal plan, which we do. And, uh,. They help make cooking at home sustainable part of anyone's weekly routine. Uh, the menus are carefully designed and tested by their test kitchen chefs. 
and they use unique specialty ingredients to bring chef-quality recipes to your dinner table. Here's what you can do right now. Start making delicious, brag-worthy meals at home without hassle. <laughs> Try BlueApron.com. Check out this week's menu and get what the fuck... <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? Georgia has an eyelash in her eye, a and she's hair. showing her eyeball to Isla over the microphone. <laughs> Check out this week's menu and get sixty dollars off when you visit blueapron.com/birdcast. That's blueapron.com/birdcast. Get sixty dollars off. Whoa! Blue Apron. That's a lot. No oh, shit. If you guys would blueapron.com. Slash Burtcast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. A better way to cook. That should be a pickup line. That should be a pickup line? (laughs) You know, hold on. Do you know that Isla went to the store (laughs) and bought a book of pickup lines? It was the candy store. You did? Yeah. How did you know that? Because I called her up one day and she said, she goes, "Uh, is that a mirror in your pocket? And I said, no, why? And she goes, because I can see myself in your pants. What? Isla. a good pickup line for you okay you know, i have another i have another are you a beaver because damn <laughs> <laughs> are you a beaver because ah, that's so bad i love i know oh my god i have a few more if you want to yeah 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 i'd love here milo oh okay um um is your dad a farmer because he grew some good melons Here's some good melons. Oh my god! What were these these pickup lines way before me too? Apparently, I, and I think they're for men. I mm. think I don't think they're for women. Uh, they're uh, for men. Uh, Are you gonna pick up a woman by calling and saying she has good melons? Is your dad a farmer? Because he grew good melons. Wait, wait, wait! I have... what fucking what year did that line work? Wait, wait, I have never. I have, I have one more that you should hear. Okay. Um, you're like KFC. Your finger looking good. Oh, oh. Fuck, I love Jesus Christ. This podcast is also brought to you by Joybird. Good luck with the, all of this, Halston. Have you heard about the revolution in online furniture shopping Anna. and Joybird, the company behind it all? Joybird believes that you should never settle when it comes to home furnishings, and you should always have the freedom to be bold, the original. From the idea to the reality, they empower you to create the space and furniture that brings you joy. My wife has a really distinct footprint when it comes to how she designs a house. Am I yes, correct? I do. I certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in our family does. Am I right, Georgia? Does your room look so like Isla's? So true. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> does your room look like Isla's? If there wasn't... Okay. Be quiet. No, their rooms look nothing alike. Yeah, because everyone's got their own little Distinct footprint. footprint. Yes. With Joybird, you get one-of-a-kind furniture made to your unique taste. Turn your ideas into reality with hundreds of styles and options from mid-century modern to contemporary classics, customizable, an amazing array of fabric choices, rich buttery leather to plush velvet for every color imaginable. <laughs> Wide range of kid and pet friendly upholstery options available. Free personal design. What the hell is she doing? Quality handcrafted furniture. Each Joybird piece is made with care and precision using high quality hardwood, responsibly sourced material. Look, here's the best part is you get a 365 day home trial. That's Skip awesome. the furniture store That's and bring the showroom to your home. Sit on it, sleep on it. Break it in. See if you like it. If you don't, they will give you a full refund. Hassle-free and home delivery. 
They even remove all the packing materials free within two weeks of delivery. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. I hope I read that copyright. Let me read that again just a bit. Sit on it, sleep on it, break it in. If you don't love your Joybird, return for a full refund. You got That's that. That's amazing. Hassle-free in-home delivery. They even remove all the packing materials. Free returns within two weeks of delivery. See how Joybird is revolutionizing online furniture shopping. Create the furniture that brings you joy today at joybird.com slash birdcast. Go to joybird.com slash birdcast and receive an exclusive offer for 25% off your first order by using the code birdcast. Girls, are you going to do the Tough Mudder with me this year? Tough Mudder. Are you going to do the Tough Mudder with me? That sounds like a pickup line. It's this weekend, I think. April, what's today? Yes, this weekend. Wait, how does... Tough Mudder. I think it's uh, Dodger Stadium. How does one do you gotta that? You got to run through mud. mud. They electrocute and you. They electrocute you. You got to swing on branches. <laughs> well, George's face just talking to the microphone, please, young lady. Why would you do that? It's fun. It tests your metal. It's heavy metal. No, it's, it's it. I've done the, I did the Tough Mudder when it first started. Doesn't the scale in our do. bathroom test our metal? No. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, is that a Leontic? Mom, you really do leave your footprint on this household. I, on the scale, right? It's right on it. It's a big footprint. Anyway, I'm doing the tough mutter, and I'm and I'm getting fit by using Open Fit. Get fit and stay healthy. It's always easier said than done. Am I right? Open Fit brings. Are you guys yawning? No. Yes. Open Fit is bringing in something new that makes it even easier. Never miss a sweat session. Lose the commute to the gym and let the gym come to you. What is OpenFit, Georgia? Do you know what OpenFit is? OpenFit takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's brand new. It's super simple streaming service that allows you to work out in the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. They've got a 600-second uh, workout with celebrity trainer Devin Wiggins that packs all the fat burning and muscle building as body sculpting and benefits with much longer sessions in just a fraction of a time. Um, they've got the one, I, I think I'm doing the one with Devin Wiggins and that's the one that uh, gets you ready for the, I, that's the one that gets you ready for uh, for the Tough Mudder. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. Everyone's bodies are different and that open fit gets that. That's why they've personalized your needs with custom tailored original content. Amazing classes, amazing trainers, super simple. Access anywhere from your computer to your web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, or Roku. Results you will see in 30 days. You can lose up to 15 pounds in just 30 days. Flatten your abs, shape your body, look great, feel great. Um, I am starting a body makeover starting tomorrow. A lifestyle change. Really? I am off tour for three weeks. And before I go to Europe, I've got to get myself in shape before I go to Europe. Yeah. And I'm using OpenFit. I've been using it on the bus here and there. But now that I'm now that I'm home, I'm just going to pack it. It's 600 seconds. I, who can't do 600 seconds? 600 seconds? 600 seconds. 600 seconds with celebrity trainer like two Devin Wiggins. That's awesome. So you got 600 seconds? I do have 600 seconds. Change your life. Why don't you? I, I might. I might. Yeah, please. Wait, how, how much is 274 something? Uh, All right, zip it. Let seconds. Dad finish this read. What? It's zip it. Let, let OpenFit change the way you work out with my promo code BERT. You can join me on my fitness journey. Make it your fitness journey. Personalized just for you. Again, use my code BERT and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-day challenge, my listeners get... 
a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose 15 pounds in 30 days when you text BERT to 303030. That's B-E-R-T to 303030. You get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts, all the nutritional information. It's totally free. Again, all you got to do is text BERT to 303030. Thank you to all my sponsors for sitting through this fun Energy packed read with these two lunatics. I'm not the lunatic. There's fun. those two. I'm oh, I'm really? over here. Oh, mom got just as much as a kick out of it. Yes, you two. I did. Um, I did. All right. Is that, are you guys, are we content? Did we have fun doing the podcast reads? Should I do another pickup line? Yeah, do another pickup line. Um, okay. Be quiet. Is your dad a baker? Because he made some good buns. <laughs> You are goofy. These are, by the way, these are borderline sexual harassment. <laughs> no, they aren't. I, I think you should only say them to boys. Wait, wait. Right? Does your dad work in a sausage factory? Because I no, like that no, wiener. No, no. <laughs> say the one she's said to boys. Yeah. Is your dad a farmer? Because he grows some good melons. <laughs> to a boy. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, is that a mirror in your pocket? Because I can see me in your pants. Are you a beaver? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys need to go to bed. Are you are you a horse? Cause hey, <laughs> <laughs> are you an elephant? Cause <laughs> no, that's a horse. Sorry. What? I don't know. Oh my god! All right, today's podcast is a great one. Today I've got Brian Callen on the podcast. Really? Yeah, Brian Callen is uh, one of, one of my favorite. I just listened to him on um, Barry Katz's podcast. Oddly enough, in my on my bus last night. I was listening to him and Barry Katz together. I really did a bad job of getting to know Brian. Brian is fucking fascinating, and there's parts I didn't know about him. But I've known Brian for so long, I just assume, you know, you get him, we just start bullshitting. It's a great podcast. Our podcast today is phenomenal. But, man, he is one of the most interesting people. He moved around the world. His mom learned languages every time she went to a new place. Yeah, He was always involved in the cooking scenes. Like, he'd, like as a kid, they'd always eat what was local and... Just a really interesting fucking guy. That's cool. We talk about that a little bit. We, we don't talk about that at all, actually. We talk a little bit. A little bit we do. We talk about his first place where he lived in Venice. Leanne joins us at the very front of the podcast. But we have a we have a great conversation. Any conversation you have with Brian Callen is always fucking amazing. He's got a new comedy special out called Complicated Apes. It is available on iTunes. You should go get it. One of the things I love about Brian, one of the things that's super cool, is as the dialogue of a podcaster has changed with him and their fans... His comedy has grown with him and his fans. His comedy is so fucking good right now. You got to get this special. You can obviously hear him anywhere. He's on Fighter and the Kid. He's got the spe- he's got the TV show on ABC. Um, it's the spinoff from the Goldbergs. He's one of one of my favorite human beings alive, ladies and gentlemen. Brian Callen. This is So wait, walk me through your first apartments. Like what were your first apartments? I was you on got to LA? I was on um I was on Speedway in Venice. And in fact that was 19, I know Speedway. 1996, overlooking the beach. And I remember my buddy Tony came to visit me. Your lady. Yeah, we're good. Hold on. What do you need? What Just do you come need? in here? I can't do this whole fucking episode. Come on in. Oh no no I'm good I'm good yeah I'm you're good. from I'm the good. south huh 
Yeah. Hey, come it. on in. We're talking about we're talking about uh, we're talking about houses. You and got where, a musical twang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I so like it. I lo- uh, Brian's talking about his first apartment on Speedway in Venice. Yeah. Where's and Speedway? Speedway is on Navy and and basically the ocean. Okay, which is down in Venice. Okay. And I got this great apartment, and I was doing a, a little show called Mad TV. Okay, mm-hmm. original cast member. I was 28, tight skin, athletic, <laughs> supple, like, uh, like a like a like a like a boy cat. Okay, like a boy cat. You understand? <laughs> and uh, ran on the beach. Did not wear a shirt. Um, ran on the beach. <laughs> sure, I did in sand. There's nothing like running in sand, brother. Oh my god! When I say run, I don't mean jog. You jog, okay? <laughs> I kick my knees high. I run hard. Oh, okay. Oh. You understand? And I always long for a pull-up bar so I could, uh, I could do what's called intervals. You know what interval training is? Of course not. Here's the bottom line. <laughs> I get my heart going. All right. Anyway, the bottom line was, uh, my buddy came to visit me, and uh, we heard he. I didn't hear it. He heard shots, and the next morning, and not even the next morning, about an hour later, they were chalking out the outline where a guy had been shot, in a, in a, and that's what Speedway, that's what Venice was. Right. And I was going to buy a house on Indiana, and I remember I said to the guy, it was, it was a very, at the time, think about this in Venice, it was a huge house, and it cost, I remember it cost uh, $570,000. No. When was something, this? Something crazy. Where 1980? I was like, it was nineteen ninety. Six ninety six. I was like, "What? How much?" And I wanted to buy a house. Right. And it was like five hundred and seven or something crazy. And maybe yeah. it was almost six hundred. And I remember a dot com guy came in and bought it <gasps> out from under me. A dot com guy. But and I remember looking at him. He was a guy who um, I would have no problem with. Nope. As in, like, if he came at me, yeah, I'd have no problem with him. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I put him on his back, Bert. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, but the bottom line is, I remember he just looked like this kind of weak dude who was grinning and he had glasses on and he, he was a dot-com guy, so he just bought it for cash. But long story short, I said to the cop who rolled up, I said, how dangerous is this area? I want to buy a house. And he goes, you see that fire hydrant right there? I go, yeah, he goes, so a fortnight ago, I remember he used the word fortnight. fortnight? I didn't know what it meant. Oh my God. I go, fortnight? And he goes, a fortnight? I go, well, uh, uh, how are thee, first of all? And, <laughs> and he, uh, he said a guy was killed right there at that fire hydrant. And I remember thinking, it's a good thing I didn't buy this house. Of course, now I go, now I bought my first house on the Walk Streets, Noita Place, my first house for $350,000, ladies and gentlemen. It it sold in two thousand seven for and I sold it for one three one. Wow. Now you go try to buy it. Please go try to buy it. Please. It's a it's a cabin. It's a cabin. It's two bedroom, uh two one and a half bathrooms. Please go try to buy it for under two million dollars. Isn't that crazy? Well that's what happens when Google that's a that's called a cataclysmic influx of money that can ruin the fabric of a community. I agree I really with you. That. Yeah. Too much money because what happens is the 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 connections, the sort of the connections among people who are living there and working and are doing the things that all of us do mm-hmm. where where you have to do a whole bunch of stuff for yourself. Mhm. That goes away. It does. Yeah. And you it's can... happened in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. When we first went to this elementary school, it was 48% free lunch. Now it's 12. That's a bummer. That's huge. And in the course of seven years, yeah, it's a, a huge difference. And then the people, the elbow grease of the school is gone because yeah. no one that lives there now wants to put in any elbow grease. They just want to write your check. 
And you know, I think you, you're you're obviously married to a comedy baron, and uh, and uh, if you want to get tickets, you mean like a pilot? <laughs> well, if if you want to get tickets, start saving now because Chrysler packs them in. But but it, but as a comic, it's funny because even if you continue to make money, if the minute you lose sight of the fact that you're exactly like your audience, right? Yeah, you're dead. I agree. That's so funny you say that. Yeah, because there is there is a part of you that wants that when you start, you want to get yourself to the next level yeah and then once you get to that next level you're like oh wait who the fuck am i anymore yeah well it just means i've never been i don't think celebrity actually exists in other words like i, I think what it means is just more people want to be around you maybe or take a picture with you but yeah. you know i i think i'm older now at 52 and um young young men are looking for guidance as we do as young men because the world's still a great mystery. Yeah. And I never get tired of taking pictures with a young dude who says something like, I had a guy in Kansas City who said, man, you know, I, I went to Iraq and I had PTSD and you you helped me. Dude. Your perspective, and he started to cry. He walked away and he was crying and his, his girlfriend, his wife was like uh, calling his name and uh, he couldn't turn around. I was like, damn. I had to get myself together. Right. There's there is something immeasurable about that oh. when a guy says, oh. "You got me through two tours in Afghanistan," and you're like, and you're just like, me. First of all, and, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, the one the time he's talking about, I don't remember at all. Of course not. I was just high and drunk and talking being shit. Being a on silly some, goose and being being fucking. Being I had yourself. no. I, I, like if you had told me at that moment, hey man, just for you know right, know right now, there's a guy that's in Afghanistan that's got to go and do a couple fucking clicks, or I don't even know what it's called, but yeah. like, he's got to go into a village tomorrow, <clears throat> and he's nervous, and he's laying in bed, and this is relaxing him. I would have never... I know. I would have I I been so much more serious. <laughs> I know, man. Well, but, the, but, but you know, serious is not... You know that Schiller quote? Um, I, like, I like quoting uh, German philosophers, but he said, man is never more himself than when at play, and play being that which you would do for its own sake of doing it yeah uh and and <clears throat> comedy's that way and so there's something very powerful i think about when you're just doing you're just being who you really are which is you love to laugh dude and you love making people that's laugh. where okay you can go now leanne okay thank cool. you it was good talking to you <laughs> leanne, sorry sorry leanne ladies and gentlemen leanne. great job great thank job you, hey she uh was, hey text heidi please okay she was hanging thank on you. my every word no you, no so wait so I know she was actually she could sit into the whole podcast. She would love that. I don't mind. Um, she, but oh yeah, but I she she ends up talking over me. And so, <laughs> but like there is something very interesting in that I've always felt me and you connect more on the playful side mm -hmm. than like say uh, Burr and Rogan. Oh, Burr they, and those Rogan guys are, are serious. Are they're, they're serious? But but I'm not. I don't mean this shitty. They're two of our good friends. Yeah. But like Burr and Rogan are definitely serious guys. Stanhope is Stanhope's rides the fence yeah i think stanhope can be silly but stanhope is a serious i would i would say that stanhope burr burr and rogan actually i would i would frame it differently they are painfully honest and and probably yeah. are able to sit in discomfort and the discomfort of confrontation and truth longer and better <laughs> than it. i can that's it and, i and can't at all <laughs> i don't like it i don't like it i don't have I don't have staying power. I talk about fighting. I talk about fighting. I talk about being tough. And I'm not. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge phony. Yeah, I'm a huge phony. I don't like that. I'd rather, way rather be a silly goose and, and be like, no, Rogan can sit in the deep and dark. And I, I've been with him and I've known him for so long. I don't know Burr that way, but I, I suspect, and I've talked to Burr about that. 
and I at now at my age, and I said this to you before I sat down because I was talking about some personal things. Uh, I don't want to lie anymore about anything. Yeah. I, I don't want to be. I don't want in any way to do even anything. I don't want to do. You know, I have to do press in Philly, but I don't because I sold out. So I love Preston and Steve, and I love John DeBella. I love those guys. Me too. <clears throat> I want to do their radio show, but I don't want to wake up at you know four o'clock my time to do their radio show when I don't have to. And here's why: because if I wake up and I'm exhausted and I go do their stuff, then I got to come back and go to sleep. I lose my whole day. Yeah. And I don't feel good, and it's how I get sick. So I don't want to, and and I told them that I was like, I don't want to. I love them, and yeah. I but I said to the to Meredith who does press, and I said to John DeBello, we were texting. I go, I I just I could make up an excuse, but I don't want to. Like I that's basically I said I just I just I need my sleep. Okay, so all right, so I would say the same thing, mm. but I ended up, I'd end up doing it. I know, I know. I, I could like like you don't want to disappoint them. Segura's got the same thing that. Rogan and Burr and Stanhope have, and I think you're right. It's a seriousness, but it's it's a more directness. They don't mind confrontation. They don't mind telling you what they need or what they want. Yeah, I am not that guy. I will. But to your, by the way, there's a strength in that too, Bert. I can I tell you all I see is weakness in it from my perspective. Yeah, is that I cannot tell people. I can't be, uh, maybe, like honest is like if someone texts me and goes, "Hey man," like I, this week I was like. I can't do the store. I'm I'm only home for a couple days. I want to spend it with my family. And then I get a text last night. Hey, can you do a spot at 10 o'clock show? I already know the answer is no, but I go, let me check. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I go, let me check. Let me check. I do that too. I do that too. Let me push it off. Yeah. Now though, more and more, I, you save so much time when you just go, nah. You know. Yeah. Oh, dude. I. Sebastian's very simple that way. Sebastian's said, like, no. Yeah. What? Yeah. Marriage. If you talk to him about marriage and the problems, he goes, he'll, he'll just stop you and go, I love my wife, so I don't know what you're talking about. You know, what? Yeah. Like, you know, he, he, some people have a simplicity that's so beautiful. There's a purity to simplicity. Because I would guess and venture to say that we all, at, now at our age, and you're younger, but, but you know, we know the answer right away, right? Yep. Right? I mean. I know the answer right away. Right? You know the answer. <laughs> it's like when people go, why didn't you call me back? And I go, oh, I didn't. I didn't. They go, no, your phone was in your hand. You knew that I called. No, I have, <laughs> I have hep C. Yeah. Yeah, just come up with anything. <laughs> I, I'm such a beat around the bush. I was, I was mugged. There was a giraffe. I know the answer right away. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. You do. You do. And you know the answer right away usually with, uh, with somebody you like, with a relationship, with a career. Everything else is bullshit. There's that great saying, it takes five minutes to fall in love and everything else is denial and people get divorced after 20 years over what they knew about the person in the first five minutes. There's a lot of truth to that. You can extrapolate that in almost everything in life. Yeah. You know, um, you know whether or not you want to be this in your career or, you know, the, the rest is just, nah, it doesn't make sense. I, I, I want to make money, but I don't know if I'd have time to spend it. And then, you know, people who make money aren't happy. There's all these things we put around <laughs> going for our best life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't like self-help shit, but sometimes you can cut through all the bullshit and just go, hey, bro, what do you want? Really? What would you ask for if you knew you couldn't be refused? Let's start there. Oh, wow. That's a great... Where the that's, fuck that question going? sucks. What What would you ask for if you knew you couldn't be refused? That's a terrible question. Well, for me, I, I already know. What is it? Well, so I'm in the... Uh, well, I'm only interested in self-expression. 
Yeah. Uh, original self-expression. I want to be original. So nothing can help me besides sitting or besides solitude and uh, time. So uh, everything else is, uh, I mean, I don't give a fuck about, I don't give a fuck about creature comforts because all that luxury is a distraction. Well, what? What do you mean? What would I ask for? I got everything I need. House, Tesla, health. Fuck off. What would I ask for? I'd like to be 6'3 and have an easy and dangerous bone structure. I want to walk in and just be just be fucking physically intimidating. I want to smell like leather and tobacco, but, but I don't wear leather and I don't smoke tobacco. I want to be dangerous. I want to be a natural Spartan. Like the guys I saw when I was in Afghanistan doing stand-up and they walked by me and they weren't wearing uniforms and they had long hair and, I, and they looked like lion men. And I, the fucking gazelle, the cowardly gazelle full of points, full of my delicate points and my long liability of a neck. My fucking, I looked like a baby giraffe as I looked at them and followed them. And it turns out they were something like Delta. <clears throat> just a group of Spartans bristling with exotic weaponry with their with their with with fucking facial hair that was so thick it would be more at home on the on the back of a boar. <laughs> Do you think I thought about this shit? Yeah, I think about this, I thought about this and they got into a Cessna with no seats and took off to do some damage. I wouldn't, mind, I, I wouldn't mind being more manly. Fuck yeah. And I go, where are those guys going? He goes, that's the dark side, brother. You don't want to be on the receiving end of whatever they're Ooh. doing. And I went, well, fucking A. I'm, me and Dove Davidoff, we're like, we're a couple <laughs> pussies. <laughs> so that's what I'd ask for if I knew I couldn't be refused. But I wouldn't be a stand-up. And part of what makes me funny is the fact that I'm vulnerable. And I walk around feeling like a piece of glass. That is. That Did is anybody write thing. that shit down? Because that was a prayer. <laughs> I I wouldn't ask for anything. I, I just want to be. Um, I want to be who I am now. I'm for the first time in my life. I'm enjoying the, who I am, and I and I like all my liabilities and all my. I have a son who's mini me. Really, my son is just like me. He's he's beautiful though. He's got he's going to have length of bone. Girls already are crazy about him, so he's going to have that easy How old is he, seven? bone structure. He's seven, tall beautiful really? boy uh but but all my strengths and all my liabilities <laughs> all my cautious all the things that but he could give a shit because he doesn't have a marine father his father isn't a giant marine do you see do you, you know. do you why do you find yourself parenting him as if you're giving an advice to the younger you of the things you missed out on of course <laughs> And I, 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 wait, tell me, tell me one parenting advice that you're really proud of, and then one parenting advice that you go, I think that might have been too much of an insight in my darkness. Well, I, well, well, I, uh, I noticed when he plays team sports that he's literally running in the opposite direction of the ball. Like he could give up, and I was exactly the same way, and I'm like, Finn! Finn, pay attention! Go for the ball! And my buddy Joey goes, dude. You were exactly the same way. You never played team sports, so what are you doing? I go, God. But then, then if I, then if you ask my son, if I go, Finn, what's the secret to life? And he goes, practice. He doesn't even know what it means. But I, I, there are three things I want to impart in my son. First of all, he's got a great sense of humor, so I want to keep that. Yeah. Uh, I want. But in order to have that, you got to be vulnerable and soft. Well, I guess not totally. Yeah, he, he already has that. that yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's in his body. 
Um, and then the, he's got a great imagination. And I believe when you have a great imagination, you see danger everywhere. Oh, you extrapolate, right? Yeah. So, so part of being cautious and a coward, uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way, is having the imagination to see what could go wrong. Guys who do crazy BMX stuff and parkour, they are, <clears throat> they tend to not th overthink things. Yeah. They tend to be, they just get off on the, on the you know on on the thrill for me i'm thinking about all the things that could go wrong but um i want to be able to impart to him uh self-resilience don't take yourself too seriously mm -hmm. that's how you do it it's don't take yourself too seriously you're a leaf on a giant tree it's okay man it's okay you know don't don't be don't don't be the hero or the victim of every story you tell. It's all right, brother. You know, failure is such a huge part of success. Uh. So self resilience, and um, and uh, I think the ability to have a, a sense of humor, not to take yourself too seriously, and uh, and I think also teaching him how to learn, learning the art of learning, that's a really important thing. I like. Uh, I wasn't until I was third. Um, no, maybe. 42 mm. that I started wanting to learn things. Well, you, without realizing it, already have a deep set of skills. And that's another really important thing. You've built deep acumen, which means skill. Look up acumen. What's your name? Halston. Halston? Halston. And do you own land? I do not. Oh, he looks like an aristocrat. Yeah. Halston, what's your last name? Holston Seventy. Um, He's related to Chloe Sevigny. Right? Oh, is that true? Yeah. And what is that name? Is that French? Mm -hmm. Sevigny. Mm -hmm. Tu parles français ou non? Non. Alors. Uh, well, enough to say no, huh? <clears throat> that was good. <laughs> um, I don't either, but I, I can do that and it sounds like I do. Um, so, okay, then what was the last thing you learned? Like learn, be, not like a life lesson, but like a skill where you learned it. I, I spent a lot of time learning how to box and, and really? learning how to punch people. When in did the you face. start boxing? Four years ago. You only started boxing four years ago? But I mean, ago? I was always, <clears throat> but Taekwondo and wrestling, I've been doing this <clears throat> my whole life in one way or another. But, yeah. um, but boxing is really hard and different and makes me nervous. Me and Segura are starting uh, jujitsu mm. next Wednesday. That's We're going awesome. with Russell Peters. Jiu-Jitsu is amazing. It's but a I already I already watched a few videos. Like I I think you know what I I think I'm obsessive compulsive. Whatever it is, if I get interested in something, I become like obsessed with like it. It gives me a it's a warm blanket feeling yeah. to do nothing but watch YouTube videos and look up things on that one thing. Yeah, I'm that way with uh, <clears throat> boxing. Like I, I have my I subscribe to various coaches like this guy coach anthony yeah who's an amazing like high level coach who like coaches some of the best juniors junior you know um boxers and some of the great pros i mean so when you when you watch a dude like that i love i love the minutiae and I yeah. and I do the same thing with tennis. Like I still take tennis lessons and and watch Federer in slow motion. I love breaking shit down and then and then I love sparring because it's always really scary and it's where you put your skills in real time and it's frustrating but man you start to learn. You start to learn how to split hands, you start to learn how to how to get catch someone's rhythm and and exploit it. You learn, it's a, it's it has nothing to do with learning how to fight. It has to do with learning something very difficult and uh it does something to you. It keeps you open. I think if raw. I think if you find, I I've found that 
and I don't know because I think sadly I use a lot of these. I exploit a lot of my interests into something for Instagram or my podcast or my stand-up. Yeah. Like, but like, you know, be it like the marathon or the triathlon or or growing marijuana or <laughs> I find these things that I get into, and then inevitably it turns into my social media as well. Yeah, but but yeah, I, what why jujitsu? Um, Eddie Bravo, I, I, we were in the back. It was, I think you were with us. Yeah. We were all talking in the back and I went up behind him as a joke to see if I could take him down. <laughs> not, not in a million years. And he said to me in su such a matter of fact face. And you know, I always, I, I always believe you couldn't touch Eddie anywhere on his body. I could get Eddie and I wrestle. I can get any, anywhere he could put, he could go take any position you want yeah. and I get tapped immediately. There's a, there's a part, there will always be a part of my brain that it believes that there is always greatness just under the surface meaning like i the first time i went on a high dive i thought what if i find out right now i have what it takes to be an olympic diver and i just never tapped into it and so i love everything that. about I, my brain thinks that way genuinely like when we did sober october i genuinely thought i could outwork joe i didn't realize what a fucking werewolf i was he's going been, up against fucking working that his whole life he's, uh, never, he's, never, he's never not worked out and there's nobody more competitive oh there's and nobody I, more I, there's I, nobody I roasted him. Me and Rashad roasted him. Oh, you beat Shafir and Kreischer at, in a fitness contest. Oh, I was like, I'll do that right now. Right, I'll wake up from a nap. What the fuck are you talking about? Stop bragging about that shit. But um, so I went up behind Eddie to take him down. Oh my god! <laughs> but it was, it was obviously it's a joke. I'm not really gonna. I would yeah. never throw him to the ground. But I yeah. as but he he caught me doing it, and he said in such a matter of fact way. I would hurt you so bad. And I was like, what? Do you he goes, feel how dense he is? Like, like, dude, he is so fucking That's dense. a guy who's been rolling for 25 years. You're, you're talking about a different body. And yeah. you're, it's a language for him. Everything he does is a reaction. He doesn't have to think about it. There's no patterns. He's got patterns are in his body. So whatever you do, he reacts without even realizing it. Yeah. That's, that's called chunking information. He's, he's a, so far ahead of you. So far. It's like playing chess with a chess master. But it's, it's amazing. <clears throat> it was... It was uh, eye-opening for me like like really legit eye-opening the way he said it to me mm. was like was like if someone goes hey i'm thinking about doing stand-up and i just go oh, yeah all right yeah. and he's like i think i could be as funny as you and i me just go oh no no i've oh, been no, doing no, this for no. 20 years i yeah, yeah, no. i'm really good i'm by the way i'm good with the good people i'm good <laughs> you're not even close like and it's so when so he's ridiculous for them to say yeah that. but when he said that to you me, you have I, four hours you have five hours of material yeah. like, what <laughs> What are you talking about? And, you've, so, you've, yeah. and so he said to me, you know, you should, because I had talked to him about taking jujitsu a while ago, and he said, you should do it. Do you have some time off? And I said, yeah, I'm done my tour next weekend. And you should, you should do it. And I'll tell you why you should do it. He said, you, if you could, if you do it once, you're better than 99% of the people in the world who've never done it at all. Yeah. He goes, you're automatically just that much more prepared to defend yourself. Yeah. And if you do it twice, you're even that much more. But he goes, Bert, if you do it for like a month, yeah. he goes, in any scenario where someone attacks you, right. you could defend you. You That's could right. definitely defend yourself. You just learn how and to he goes, he goes, I'm not saying that you're going to win. I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying the guy doesn't know more than you. I'm just saying that in just the average scenario that would show up, you could probably defend yourself. And I it's went. It's also great exercise. And he, and he said, and I, I, backstage, I was like, I'm having a hard time losing a weight. And he goes, 
He goes, you might just be in a rut. He goes, jujitsu will take it off you. He goes, you know, 30 minutes, learn a new move or whatever. And then the next hour and a half, you do, you work on that move. You roll with people. And he was like, and then he said, you know, no one's going to fuck you up if you go there. Like no. the whole goal is white belts are what move the academy forward. So it's then, true. That's the difference between boxing is boxing is like the only way to kind of learn is to get punched in the face and it kind of sucks. Yeah. That's the only, but it's the same thing with great boxers. Like, you know, you, you get in there and you'll learn some things and then you get in with a guy who's like a real boxer and you're like, oh my God. Oh, you would take my jaw off my bot. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, cause they, they can just get you to, to think, to see one thing and then they close in with a punch that happens this fast, that fast. Pop, pop. Yeah. You get touched, pop, and then pop, pop. That's what it happens. Pop, pop. You're out. You're, you're on. I'm not that that's, but that's what they can do. I so I so I go back I go back to the back bar and now I'm drinking you know and I'm talking oh, I'm getting into jujitsu and Tripoli's like really and and then Russell Peters shows up and I said something and Russell goes you know I've just started like a few years ago I I picked it up again he goes I, I've lost all this weight because of it and he's with the guy Greg who I think is his name who teaches at Jean Jacques yeah Machado yeah Machado's a place legend and they're like hey man it's close to your house you should do it. And Russell goes, I go every Monday, Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday and Friday mm. at noon. You should do it with me. And I was like, I was like, yeah, maybe I will. And then I called, so I was on the phone with Sigourney. I said, you know, I'm thinking about doing jujitsu. He goes, I've been thinking about that. And I was like, well, let's just go together. We'll go with Russell. We'll go on like a Wednesday and we'll just see if we like it. Like, yeah. you know, and Good. so we're going to go and, and just see, I, you know, I've, my only fear is I am competitive and I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I've never been, it's easy to be competitive in tennis where it's, it's inside you or, uh, in standup where it's, I, I'm not really that competitive in standup, but I am like, I watch people and I go, I get inspired. I go, oh, I'm fucking writing. I know I'm not writing enough. Like I, I mean, I just watched Amy's special. I was like, I got to write more. I got to write more. I watched Nate Bargatze's this morning. I was like, man, I'm not, I literally got in the shower. I go, come on, let's write. Let's write. Did you watch? Did I watch Brian Callen's new? Did you watch uh, Complicated Apes? Bro? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it this morning. Okay. I literally was like, I'm going to watch it. You see where it is in iTunes? Have you seen what it is? You see is what it, I'm doing? What is it, number one? Have you seen what I'm doing? Dude, I love, I love. Apparently it's doing well. I don't know. I, I just got a call from Brian Volkweiss, who was like, you know, blah, blah, blah. He was very nice. But look, look, it's the best I can do, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Dude, I, well, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a transition I'm kidding, for you. I'm joking. Uh, Material-wise, though, seriously, because I there is a part of you, I feel like podcasting has has really grown your voice as a comic is that yeah well no i just decided to actually for the first time uh just i had i said uh, just just have the courage to actually talk about what you what you're afraid of what worries you and what you think about all the time which is a large part of it is the way we talk about each other and how we categorize each other as nouns white black brown asian gay straight those those words tell you nothing about the individual and yeah. we're not that we are you know complicated apes the idea is that we're verbs we're sinners and saints and everything in between and you you don't you cannot you cannot just capture somebody in a picture they took when they were 19 or in a in a tweet that they said and say that that's that person yeah. that person's a racist or that person's a homophobe or that person's a uh oppressive tyrannical white male there are assholes in the world of course and their behavior yeah. has to be held accountable but but when you do that to the other side you stop listening 
And now you purify your echo chamber. And now you are surrounded with people who see the world exactly like you do. That's not how you get smarter. Yeah. You get smarter when you when you put ideas to when we have what's called idea sex or an idea orgy the fuck do you think a burrito is rice from china meat from the old from the old world you got corn from the new world peppers and tomatoes from the new world put all that shit together and you have a mexican burrito <laughs> the fuck are you talking about yeah you know i mean mexico itself is a product of the inca the aztec and you know the various native native american popular native south american populations and the spanish it's a, it's it's the what is the is it the plaza de tres culturas you know it's the, You're asking the, the plaza of guy. three cultures i mean we we get there's a, an amazing book by joseph henry called the secret of our success which is essentially about how we get smarter when we share ideas china and these countries and and europe and especially western europe developed so quickly because they had waterways that connected people so in china mandarin was able to be i think the yellow river and the yangtze river the, the mandarin it was when when you have one language with that many people they share ideas on agriculture technology and things yeah. like that on government and the same thing was this was western europe because of the gulf stream the rivers the estuaries stayed they didn't freeze the way they did in eastern europe and russia so trade and ideas disseminated i'm doing a history lesson i complicated apes guys because i talk about history but but, but, but I mean, this is how ideas spread yeah and so you, the worst thing you can do and the problem with social media is that it has allowed us to fucking purify our echo chambers you can there's an algorithm that'll just keep feeding you stories that that feed your confirmation bias you have a feeling and you are going to look for things to keep that feeling going it's the difference. That's how a, an atheist will always look at religion as a fairy tale. And religious people are like, religion gives me a lot of meaning. I lost my fucking child. Or I have a disease that's not curable. The only thing I've got is my faith. And you're coming in here and telling me that I believe in a fairy tale? Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Because my, this, the Bible has been around 25 years. gives me a lot of meaning in my life. And so when, when you start to realize that human beings, like we are emotional creatures. And the first thing you got to do is protect that that feeling when you're talking to someone respect respect that their feelings are valid yeah. and that they mean something to that human being and then you can make some headway but all we do in this fucking culture is try to win an argument i try to beat you i get competitive what about persuasion when's the last time you try to persuade somebody who don't who doesn't agree with you over to your side you're writing these books and you're, you're, you're fucking making your speeches. Are you doing anything to actually persuade the people that don't agree with you? And that's, that's what's lost. And it's fucking hard to persuade people. All everything's about is getting people to click on your thing. And if you know it's that- gross, it's, man. It's, but I've interrupted you because you were talking about, and I'm sorry I that I brought it. Because you were talking about you, when you see- people who do things well it inspires you to write and oh stuff yeah like yeah 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 you, no 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 i don't i don't know what I'm uh on a tangent but i don't know what my point was oh i get competitive i get competitive in stand-up but not competitive like oh that guy's got this money or this guy that guy's got this i get competitive in the sense where i go uh i i can be better i I'm, it's, it's internally you're worried that you're gonna be competitive in jujitsu i'm gonna hurt yourself my, and get fucked up but like, i have a theory on this as i'm getting older too i don't know that 
like so so let's just let's extrapolate you're getting okay. competitive in jujitsu right I, I haven't even started jujitsu <laughs> in the back of my mind I, I practice fighting because i'm afraid i won't be ready in case the shit hits the fan yeah it's the most ridiculous thing here's why so i can throw a right hand better than <clears throat> some dude who hasn't done it let's yeah. say we're at the comedy store and i knock him out yeah because i have a temper yeah and he's hitting you or something a friend of mine and i do so i don't know what it is okay but the good thing I learned how to box, so I didn't get it knocked out. Well, um, there's a cameras everywhere. Yeah. And now I'm in court. And now I probably, it's going to cost me minimum $300,000, but probably more. Yeah. So I'm better off actually Never getting having... punched and then having a good lawyer on, on, on hand. And by the way, you can be an amazing fighter and have a lawyer and then go hiking and you have to worry about ticks. So you got to fight. You've got, wait, this you got to fight. You brought this up. That ticks. brain, that brain that sees the tragedy ahead of things. I got this too. Right. So part of so me there's goes, no way yeah. to be, there's no way to be prepared for anything. <laughs> so fighting is a waste of time. Yeah. I, 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 I fucked you too. I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so don't be competitive. So, okay, so Do this, it for its own sake. It goes back to what I was saying about Schiller. Do it for the sake of doing it because it's fun and you'll learn and you'll be able to roll and you'll just what have fun. Was, you'll be a silly was, goose. I was, I just told, I think I just told Eddie and, and Russell this. I was walking through the parking lot right by the, my house and this guy threw his trash out the window in the parking lot. Damn it. And I, and, me off. and I immediately I'm boiling. I'm with my daughter and my wife. I'm <sighs> boiling. And, uh, and I picked it up. I like. I think I said something to him. Like, you know, I said, "Come on, bro." He didn't hear me. I threw it away. And then his friend, unbeknownst to me, was right next to me, and started mocking me to him. He goes, "Oh, come on, bro. They're from Eastern Europe. Oh, come on, bro. Come on, bro." By Serbians. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, beat your and ass. now I'm looking at both of them going. And then the guy's like, "Huh?" And in my head, I go, "Now." Is this something I'm willing to get beat up for? Well, these are bad guys already, right? Dude, they're smoking in the afternoon. They're like smoking cigarettes. And they just litter. Like, it sounds weird, but you can, when somebody just goes, fuck it, they're, they're, you can kind of guess that they're bad all the way around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that quality of life crimes usually are usually they're scumbags yeah. they're also rapists you know? oh dude Not, you know across I mean? the board they're, 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 they'll, they'll kill your whole family and or they'll capture they'll sell your wife and kids into slavery they're they're in some <laughs> eastern european market somewhere the guy that litters definitely doesn't care about me too these are the guys from taken yeah, yeah. these are the guys from taken uh, yeah. I think they own the 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 whole parking lot because they hang out. They're oh, like them and their kids. The bo young men will all hang out in the parking lot. Wow! And like in like Mercedes, and they smoke, and they're like they're Armenian mafia. Don't I, fuck they around. They must be. They must be. And here I am going, is this worth it? Me yeah. standing up for myself and going, hey man, don't litter. I'm not going to teach this guy anything. So I I didn't I didn't say anything, and I regretted it. No, you're smart. And, and then I and then I fantasy role played different scenarios Being in which in which in which they were walking to my house and I would fucking do this. And then I take out that, that stick that the cops are, they go, sure. And then I'm beating the one with it and going, yeah. this is what happens when you make fun of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I fantasy role played in my head and then I just did nothing. I that, just did that, nothing. That's the hunter warrior, the latent gene inside of you that we all have as men. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Because you don't want to be vulnerable. Because in, in another time, in another place, oh. those guys kill you and they take your children and your wife and sell them into slavery. Yep. That, that's what happened throughout history. Yeah. So I think we have genetic memory of that, of, um, of, um, of men who were able to come into your village and do whatever. And you know how, you know how sweet men are oh when they're in groups on horseback. I am. I come from a long line of people who had their villages taken from them. You did, and that's why you're a great comic. Thank God, the vulnerable. How do you think? How do you think the Jews are so fucking hilarious? Why? Why were the Jews such great artists and scientists and at the forefront of social change? Their entire history has been like, you know what? The economy sucks. Who do we blame? The Jews. <laughs> Get a mob and fucking go kill all of them. I mean, it's just it culminating with World War II. I mean, yeah. for real. Yeah, no, to be a Jew is to be essentially they, they, constantly they built the pyramids, right? Somewhere. They, built, they the pyramids. built everything and they were always kicked. Yeah, hey, you Jews, get out. Get the fuck out of here. It goes back to Exodus. Uh, yeah. get the Jews out of here and Moses was like, "Let's I'll lead you guys. Follow me. The sea's going to part." <laughs> I know, trust me, just keep walking. I mean, yeah, I guess that, well, that the, could, the story of the Jews is, is constantly running away and pissing God off. Did you know that the Old Testament is essentially, I can break it down for you? Please. Have you ever read it? Uh, You're going to hell. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not Jewish, but the, the, the Old Testament is essentially uh, a, a story of not only the, the, the exodus of the Jews, the Jews leaving Egypt because they were being oppressed and they were being enslaved and all that. Mm -hmm. It goes on and on. But finally, Moses leads them out uh, to the promised land, which Moses never actually sees. And the, the Israelites now um, form essentially what is God's kingdom, Israel. Uh, the book of Deuteronomy is downright genocidal. No, uh, is that Numbers? Numbers is later, but the book of Deuteronomy is fucking... I mean, what the Israelites end up doing to that, I think the people of the Valley of Baal and stuff like that, I mean, God punishes them for not putting all of all of them to the sword, including their animals. You, you took their their chattel, you took their women and children and, and their animals, and you didn't put all, everybody... Excuse me, I told you to kill everybody. It's a very controversial passage in Deuteronomy, but at the end of the day, it's basically every book in, in the Old Testament, from, from what I could gather, was the Israelites would finally, they finally had a great society, they're, they're, they're doing well, they prosper, then they start to sin, and they start forgetting about God. God sends a prophet, usually a dude with terrible hair in rags, and he's like, guys, listen to me right now. The Babylonians, the Iraqis, the Persians, the Iranians, uh, the Assyrians, who are this nasty group of people in sort of modern-day Iraq, they're coming, they're coming, and they're and God's going to send them, and they're going to come in, they're going to raise the temple, and they're going to sell everybody into slavery. I'm telling you right now, start getting more pious. Fuck you, this cuckoo <laughs> bird on the corner shouting God's words. I got fucking money to make it the fuck out of here. And sure enough, and if it wasn't that, it was a plague. So what would happen was the Israel, God would send a plague, send the Assyrians, send the Babylonians, Fucking everybody would die. Everybody would be taken to slaves. They'd, come, they'd, they'd march them back to Persia or whatever. And then the Jews would be like, they'd get close to the Persian king like Cyrus and be like, dude, listen, 
my people are really suffering. If there's any way, I'm your accountant. I've been making you money here. Come on. I'm your doctor. They, they would just find their way into kind of make, being useful because they had to, otherwise they'd be killed. I mean, it's literally the story of the Jews. And then the fucking Persians, the fucking, they would overthrow. They'd come back to Israel. They'd, they'd set up their place. Things would get, be going well again. God would be like, all right, you learned your lesson. Sure enough, they'd start fucking up again. He'd set another prophet. Dude, you guys, the book of Kings is, Kings is, I believe the Kings are actually the prophets. Yeah. I could go on and on, but the bottom line is it was a constant process of fucking up and then redemption, fucking up and then redemption, fucking up and then redemption. I, I didn't even know that the, like, it's so funny when I hear a story I'm, like uh, that. I apologize to any Talmudic scholars, any Jews. I know I just encapsulated this insanely rich tradition <laughs> in, in a shitty little soundbite, but I'm, I'm, footnotes, motherfuckers, footnotes. <laughs> Go on. What were you going to say? Do you like reading? Yes. I hate reading. I know. So, <laughs> I, can see the, I can see the glassiness of your eyes as I'm going through the, the fucking Old Testament, the only the foundation of our civilization. And you're like, oh, man, this is boring. All I could think was, can I tell you the only thought I had? So wait, the Iraqis and the Jews knew each other in high school? Fuck yeah. <laughs> But the Iraqis and the, 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 the Israelites, and, you know, that they are, the Iraq war is so funny because, like, man, they, they're, the Iraqis, they have a historical footprint that, that goes 5,000 years, you infant, you American infant. <laughs> 5,000 years? 5,000 years. They didn't just show up in the 80s? What? That's why, that's I didn't why, know. That's why when George fucking W. Bush, the infant, was like, you know what? We're going to invade Iraq and bring democracy. Like Iraq, like you, who doesn't even know the difference between a Sunni and a Shia. You have never read one book on the history of the Middle East, yeah. and all your fucking friends are going to restructure Iraq. <laughs> Babylon. They go fucking pick up the Old Testament, motherfucker. They've been fighting forever. They've when been, I first heard of Iraq, it was in the 80s during the Iran stuff. Yeah. And then someone said Iraq as well, and I went, "Oh, they got when did that? When did they name that one? Because I yeah. figured it was like North Dakota, South Dakota. Yeah. Well, it was <laughs> like, it was the British, really? Yeah, the British essentially restructured the Middle East and didn't really take into account the the powerful tribal lines that had already been there for wait, thousands wait, wait, of years. So wait, when was so so the, the, the Brits were? Remember the Brits colonized most of the world and a great deal of the Middle East and Africa, of course, and, and all over the place, uh, India, so and China, for that matter. The Brits, that tiny little island of pale people, uh, had colonized massive stretches of the globe. It was globe. all over spices, right? It was all over, essentially, uh, trade routes and um, military advantage and really? resources like timber and rubber and so all is this those like, things. Is this like the 1800s? <clears throat> This was Bert. This was yes. This was uh, the sixteen, seventeen. I, mean, I know. I mean, I'm not. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I, but I don't know details in my head. I go, yeah, yeah. I know that about like Hong Kong and stuff. Yeah. World War II changed everything. World War II was the was the destruction of old Europe, and in in many ways the uh, beginnings of decolonization. And, and that uh, was Germany went into Africa. Germany had been in Africa. Jim, Germany had had been, in fact, in um, in in southern Africa in the country of. Uh, not Zaire, but in, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, everybody. It was, they committed genocide in one part of Africa. In fact, really terrible, terrible really? crimes. Yeah, there's a book about it that I, I, I actually thumbed through recently. Oh, shit. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I was just in South Africa, so I read a couple books on the history what, of South Africa. Were you doing Africa. shows down there? No, I was, I was on, I was, uh, 
I was on safari and I was killing uh, elephant and rhino for their tusks and horns. Oh, nice. uh, I'm kidding. I love the meat. I, I was eating the meat. Um, it's very sweet and tender. I was poaching and I was looking for diamonds. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went on safari. I went on safari. Safari's fucking. Yeah. It's it, a lot of it's all just old cattle ranges that are you know. But you can't. The other yeah. thing you learn learn about about what it's, it's so. The Dutch boer the it means farmer and, yeah. and the Dutch were farmers and the, the British and the Dutch um, when when the British realized that there were diamonds there so the Dutch settled South Africa because it was um, a trade route for their spices the Dutch East, East India Company yeah it was a great place to go you're already glassing over no 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 I know I, I know the, the I know the British came in when they found that there was gold and diamonds there so the Dutch and the British had wars and the British beat up the Dutch but but um uh, when you try to farm that land okay. When you try to farm and it's very it's very arable land, it's amazing. Yeah. It's an incredible country, one of the most beautiful parts of the world. When you try to farm, you can't farm, you can't farm, you can't raise livestock with leopards, cheetah, <laughs> lions, <laughs> and their equivalent of a bobcat. There's no fucking way because uh, and with, you know, wild dogs if there were there you're not doing that shit hyena bush pigs you're not doing it because they they are just too good at killing your livestock oh yeah. you're not keeping cats big cats medium cats out of uh your your you, there's no way to protect those lambs they just decimate everything yeah you're not planting crops sir with cape buffalo and elephants because elephants come in 30 strong and yeah. they eat everything. <laughs> and what are you going to do with African That's elephants? crazy. I never even thought about yeah. that. What are you going to do? The Get your dogs after them? What are you going to do? The you're, local you're, animals are fucking... It's impossible. There's nowhere in the world where the local animals are as aggressive. Uh, the Cape Buffalo? Just in general the in Cape Africa. Buffalo will kill you. Look Cape at Buffalo them wrong. Terrifying. Look at them wrong on horseback and see what happens to your face. They fucking aren't hearing a peep out of you. Not oh. a fucking peep. Dude. Cape Buffalo... They they just are resting aggression. So everything in everything in Africa you can't tame. Try taming a zebra. Good luck. Try to ride a zebra. They'll bite you and hold on to you and shake really? you like a dog. Yeah. That the one animal that scared the fuck out of me. I think it was the hyenas. They look like werewolves in transition. They're horrifying. It's like their their hindquarters are lower. Yeah. They usually they just, won't attack a human. They just scared the fuck. That was the yeah. one. I mean, I saw we saw a lion on on uh, safari, and I was like. I was like, it looked very peaceful and restful. It didn't really do anything. Yeah. The same with the with the uh, hippos. They didn't. They charged a little bit, but yeah. it was fine. Those hyenas scared the fuck. It was either hyenas or dingoes. Not dingoes. No, dingoes are in Australia. Yeah, hyenas. Those things scare the fuck. Yeah, out scary of me. as fuck. But 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 I think that the, to be a farmer there, they were like, we got to kill everything. We got to kill all the elephants. Yeah. We have to kill everything because they. I, I'm planting crops and I'm going to starve. And so what happened was. They killed, and by the way, baboons and all the monkeys are a pain in the ass. Those monkeys are aggressive. Yeah, so what they do is they shoot everything. Yeah. You got to shoot everything. And and to the point where the animals don't even come near, they smell humans and they're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. You keep pushing them that way. And what happens is, um, you know, things go extinct. So then when, when you go on safari in South Africa now, it's old cattle farms that they restock with animals. Is that what it is? And they have to be really careful. You can't put too many lions on a on a huge cattle farm because what they'll do is they're so devastating. Even cheetahs, they eat so much and they're so good at killing that they will they'll eat all your animals. Then and it costs a lot of money you have to restock them. 
We went we went on safari, I think, in Tanzania. <clears throat> and uh it was That's a, still wild. That was it was it was an it was a six hour drive in. Yeah. And a the six drive. Right, yeah, it was yeah. fucking so uncomfortable. And I was hung over to like an epic proportion. Oh my god. And I was like oh. I was and then I smoked a cigar and my heart started <laughs> racing. It was just a fucking nightmare. When did you go? A few years ago. But I was for Travel Channel. Oh really? Yeah, it was it was uh it was like a threesome. It was like, you know, a lot of build up, you heard about it, it's yeah. gonna be amazing, and then you're like, Oh, one chick's not that hot. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, Oh, that's how this happens. Yeah. Everyone's a little drunker than I thought. Dude, watch Planet Earth on a good TV. Yeah, it's just nothing as comes good. close. Although there is there was a moment where we were about about probably uh what, like forty feet from a lion in an open air uh safari vehicle. Yeah. And I thought there's a race in your heart that goes like you feel like you feel like food in shoes. Yeah. It's it's humbling. It really fucking is. Yeah, I don't like it. I I feel diminutive. I feel like a bitch. And my boxing is no good here. Yeah. Your kung fu is no good here, sir. Good. This is Africa. Three classes of jujitsu is not going to yeah. help. <laughs> yeah, you're black. You know what's funny about um fighting is uh, like whenever you you like take Conor McGregor. Yeah. Who's a badass fighter and you know um and Connor's uh, got an incredible winning record and do you know how long Connor McGregor would last with your friend Brendan Schaub? Do you know how long he would last? Uh not a, not around. For real? I mean I know but they're, they're, Brendan Schaub was a UFC heavyweight. But like uh, I'm saying how I'm just trying, are... what I'm saying is that no matter how much you practice there are limits to your your ability as a human being to navigate a threat. So yeah. he's Conor McGregor's a badass. How, how big is Conor McGregor? I have no frame of reference. One sixty-five, five nine. Oh yeah. And no matter be, what, a dog's be never beaten battle. a dog's never beaten a bear in a fight, yeah. especially when they have the same amount of training, or even the bear has to have a minimal amount of training. Yeah. And so there is no such thing as a tough guy. When founder Dylan Jacob turned twenty-one, he quickly discovered something that we all knew: warm alcohol sucks. So he created Brewmate the fastest growing drinkware brand in the world and my favorite cups to drink out of. They are a diverse product line that ensures the perfect match for everyone. From insulated coolers for slim and craft cans, unbreakable nosing glasses, insulated canteens that keep a full bottle of wine at the perfect temperature for over 24 hours. Fashion combined with function. No more boring drinkware. They're beautiful. There's a huge list that you can pick from of what you want your drinks to look like. Blue's my power color. I always went with blue. They have over 30 color options to, to pick. From a matte to a glossy to a glittered finish. Make your cup yours. Are you sick and tired of hauling around ice and being limited in those glass-free zones? No longer with Brewmate. No more half-drunk beers, diluted cocktails, or wasted bottles of wine. They work with hot or cold beverages. I have put coffee in mine, although I was chastised by my wife. She said, now it's going to smell like coffee. Your Tito's is always going to smell like coffee now. But it didn't bother me. It did, I didn't notice it. I, I've used coffee in mine and in Tito's. They're absolutely fantastic. Right now, Brewmate is giving my listeners a special discount of 15% off your first order when you go to brewmate.com and use our promo code BERTCAST. That's 15% off. When you use my promo code BERTCAST at Brewmate, that's B-R-U-M-A-T-E dot com. Don't let summer ruin your drinks. Go to Brewmate.com and beat the heat this summer. Get 15% off your first order by using my promo code BERTCAST at Brewmate.com. That's B-R-U-M-A-T-E dot com. 
and the codes Birdcast, you're going to love these cups. They really are fucking phenomenal. This podcast is also brought to you by Freefly. I got these shorts and shirts in the mail the other day. I didn't realize what I was doing. I needed shorts, so I threw them on and I went on for a hike. And then I had a call, a call with my advertisers and this company to talk through what this brand is. And I was on a hike when I was wearing these pants. That's when the call happened. And I was so fucking blown away by these pants. I couldn't figure out why I liked them. I told them on the phone Their pants are lighter than an angel's dick. They are the fucking (laughs) lightest pants I've ever worn in my entire life. And I said, I said, I got to know how you started this company. I swear to God, I said that. And they said, uh, it's brother and sister. Uh, The brother was a Montana fishing guide and the sister was a Nike designer. And they were obsessed with outdoors. And so they came up with the idea to create the most comfortable shirts. Their shirts are phenomenal. They're phenomenal. But I'll tell you right now, those goddamn pants blew my fucking mind yeah they are so light they're stretchable they're breathable they i i went swimming in them afterwards i went on a hike in them they're the best damn pants if i'm i'm so excited to wear them to hot spin this coming week because i have a problem with some of the pants that i get from other brands they're not stretchable so like in a spin class you feel them like being tight on you these pants stretch perfectly but they're not active wear yeah they're active wear but they're not like you know like the overstretchly cotton ones that when they get wet they get heavy yeah they're really light they're fucking amazing they're designed for outdoorsmen and outdoors women who don't want to settle for uncomfortable clothing simplicity they're so fucking simple no unnecessary bells and whistles subtle branding bottom on the bottom on the left great colors i I, the ones i have are gray yeah i'm I'm gonna get every damn color in these pants they're so amazing the tops are awesome they really are awesome i can't wait to wear them when i'm yoked at the end of three <laughs> weeks. Versatile. These clothes are literally for everyone, for whatever you want to do in life, you can wear these. And they have a natural UFP, UPF sun protection to keep you cool on and off the water. It's time to stop being uncomfortable and try out Free Fly's Bamboo clothing. Mother's Day and Father's Day is just around the corner. Gear up for mom and dad. You get 20% off. Dude, take this down. You get 20% off when you go to freeflyapparel.com. Use the promo code BERTCAST. That is 20% off when you go to Freefly Apparel. That's R-F-R-E-E-F-L-Y Apparel, A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Use the promo code BERTCAST. You're going to fucking love these clothes. Because there's always somebody out there that can... There's always someone that's going to be bigger. Yeah, and if not, they have a weapon. But that was what, that was what was amazing about when UFC first started is you'd watch... Uh, that was awesome. Uh, hold on, Horian. Hoist Gracie go in and just lay on his back. Yeah, and like nobody, wait for nobody them. knew what he was doing. Yeah, and then you technology. It was like that. I mean, remember that's when that I would say Hoist Gracie sold jujitsu more to the world than any one individual. They, the Gracie family revolutionized everything. They are that that guy Helio Gracie. I think the guy is, is one of the great innovators. He's an, he's an artist. He's one of the deep, greatest. He's got some of the greatest stories in the world. About him going down to the courthouse to fight that guy to disrespect oh, the jujitsu oh, and jumping in, uh, jumping in the ocean to uh, save someone with a bunch of, from a bunch of sharks. Well, these guys are they were. I mean, and by the way, Hickson Gracie and Henso Gracie and those guys and and the Machados and but especially Hickson and Henso because they're Gracies. They carried that on that tradition on. I mean, in an amazing way. Yeah. I, I really love those. Talk about amazing and humble men. Anybody who takes jujitsu to that level is—it's impossible not to be humble. And uh, they're natural leaders too. They just make a huge difference. There is something there. 
there is something, and I think Joe's got this too, but like someone who is, like Eddie's got it. It's like the, someone who's- Fuck blackberries, by the way. They're yeah. always sour. Keep I going. love blackberries. Always sour. Um, they're, they're guys who are like, the mo- they're lethal, physically lethal, but they're the most calm-centered, like not- bully dick like but that but what is it about like i noticed that with the with the gracies i train i i rolled i I did an episode for a tv show with uh henner uh with with badass with with, henner and horian henner horian wow i guess there's they're horian sons yeah i love henner (laughs) yeah i i they basically just choked me out and beat me the fuck up i didn't say i rolled with them but Henner does whatever he wants to anybody. I mean, yeah, but they're very so fucking Horian. centered, not dick, not like. I'm sorry, Huron, Huron, not not Horian, Huron, Huron and Henner. Horian is their dad. No, so yes, I believe. Yeah, Horian, Horian is their dad. Yeah. He's he he is the one that came up with the octagon Correct. concept. Correct. Um, but like there there is something about those guys where they don't use like you growing up the guy that was the badass the guy that was the tough guy the guy that could fight was the dick in high school right and it was like and then all of a sudden it flipped now it's like the guys that can fight are all the very nice sweet guys and then who the fuck are these dicks out there who are these bullies like what the fuck yeah i don't know i mean i i, I where's I, anyone coming off being a bully these days and a physical bully when you don't know how to fucking fight that's always what happens though but then they step into a ring or they go into a a school with guys who fight and they learn very, you know what happens when you're a tough guy or quote unquote a bully and you start training is you get scared right away. Cause what happens is all of a sudden you get knocked out with a left hook or you get choked out or both. And you start to realize there are dudes out there that look like a CPA. There are guys out there who look like uh, my, my UPS guy that can do anything they want to me including put a wig on me and fuck me. And I'm not kidding. And when that that makes you afraid. So now you're in a bar, and when you used to just see a bunch of pussies, now you go, well, I don't know. One of these guys might train, and he might be yeah. a black belt. I can't see his black belt. And uh, and, it, and, and you, you go through this period of fear and caution. And the more you train, sometimes all that bully goes out of you because you've been humbled over and over again. And you become, you know, they say this about boxers. Like a lot of times a a kid who's a real wild motherfucker and getting in trouble and beating people up and stuff. And if they stick with boxing because they're around these, these men, these boxing trainers, these men who probably come up hard themselves and have this encyclopedic knowledge of what works and what doesn't. They understand training. They understand nutrition. Those old school boxers know things. They just know shit, man. Like Teddy Atlas and these guys, they, 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 they have a deep, deep understanding of life. And when a young man stays with those guys, they, they turn all that aggression into artistry. And it's controlled. And a lot of times, in fact, they become humble and kind. That's what I have. That's from a book called The Fighter's Heart, Sam Sheridan's book. And he talks about that a little bit. Yeah. And I believe that. I've seen that with my own eyes. If you could be a man at one point in history, Mm. when would you choose to be a man? There's no question that it would be now. Really? Well, I have have, uh, representative government. Okay. I have... Fresh fruits and vegetables are plenty in the okay, winter. You can't time. pick now. You can't pick the I past. Vaccines you can't pick the past twenty years. <laughs> I mean, there's no question, and we're getting kinder and closer together. Even though there's a lot of problems. Uh, any other time in history? Yeah. Uh, probably 
around the time Socrates lived in Athens. <laughs> in Athens. And it'd have to be some temperate climate like 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 uh like Greece. Yeah. I'd probably want to be a Sardinian fisherman. <laughs> Because you know, I'd have the sea. I don't even know what that is. I'd have the you sea. Mean, I'd have sardines? my goats. Yeah, anywhere where there was there was temperate, <laughs> there was sun and good food, and I could grow food, and I didn't have to worry about oppressive winters. Oh. You don't want to be in a place where the winter creeps up because it's just you are going to starve, and your kids are going to die. But Greece, Greece feta cheese, olives, great. wine. Oh. There was always that in sun and the sea. Octopus, fish, and you could eat. You could eat raw from the sea, no matter what. You didn't starve, and your kids were okay. So the answer is Greece. I, I talked to my daughters about traveling in Europe, and one of my daughters said, "I want to go to Greece," and I said, "I can't take you guys to Greece. It's too pretty for you guys. I can't be there with you guys. I need yeah. to be there with a young woman." I couldn't That's have my so wife true. and my two daughters young Greek woman. in Greece. Oh. Are you out of your fucking mind? I can take you guys to Germany. Uh-huh. I can take you guys to France maybe, but right. not Greece. Not Greece. Greece is fucking gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I swam out naked to a boat in Greece with these girls. They, uh, they were... Did you look like the letter Q? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I was in, I uh, I was in great you. shape back then. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to be... I, used to, I've never, I, was, I never even knew I was fat until the girl told me I was fat. I don't but, think of you as fat. I just think of you as big boned. Bert. Yeah, Bert. Thanks. I'll take it. Yeah. We swam out naked in Greece uh, out to this boat, and we got on this boat. It was empty, wow. and the second we got out there, I just realized I was naked. Like I was like I never felt more naked. Yeah. Like I, I was like, oh, this isn't a great look for me. Like I don't have a big dick. I just got an ice cold fucking ocean. Yeah, now yeah. I'm on some boat. We're kind of breaking and entering, yeah. and these girls are gorgeous. And I was like, "How does this end?" I, like, I'm not gonna fuck both of them. I'm not that guy. I don't have that game. Yeah. And I was like, "I gotta swim back. We don't have any beer." I was like, "Ugh." And you never did it. You never nope, closed the deal. Nope. That hurts me, because I I I uh, was in Mykonos and I met uh, an Italian gal, and she. Uh, I remember I woke up from a nap, and we had been getting it on, and she was rubbing lotion on her thighs in her bikini topless talking to her friend whispering to her friend in italian so as not to wake me up and i i cracked my eyes and i watched this bikinied italian gal who's probably whatever she was 20 21 my age she was rubbing oil on her brown thighs while on her knees sitting up in the bed across from me talking to her friend who was in a chair and she was like and i was like i would rather be nowhere else than this site i never i burned that into my fucking brain i burned it into my brain and i'm, I'm gonna go jerk off i'll be right back yeah, it was pretty good oh, i love those i always had the i always had the thing when it came to women i remember hearing uh jaybo beer it was a guy that was older than me. I was friends with his brother Scott. Jay Bobier was talking about how he had this girl uh, in his in his in his house, in the room in his fraternity house, and uh, she was naked and she had to get out of there. He had to go to class, and he left her naked in his bed and then came back and had sex with her when he got back from class. And I remember I was like probably in tenth grade, eleventh grade maybe, and it just it God. it burned a visual of like that's I want my life to be that yeah, way. Yeah, that's so powerful. And then I remember being a freshman in uh in college and leaving a girl naked in my bed and going to class and i remember being like 
I like, oh, put the flag in the moon. I've claimed this. This is my life yeah. now. And all those moments, like, I, I remember, I remember being in like eighth grade, going like, my buddy was in ninth grade and was dating a girl that had tits, and he had felt her tits, and I was like, oh, I want to date a girl with tits. Every time I look at my wife, I go, I'm dating a girl with tits. <laughs> like I fucking, it I is got, the I greatest got tits thing in the world. I can play with. Yeah, it never. I think you chase that sensation the rest of your life. The, I, yeah, it never stops. You know. I wonder. I wonder sometimes about it, like. I'm very, for me, there's a disconnect in like, there's not a disconnect in sexuality, but there's a disconnect in like, in this married life versus like that young guy that was like chasing hot women. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, again, I think that young guy chasing hot women is, is looking for a sensation that becomes its own addiction. And I think that you get older and you, you kind of have some nostalgia for connection, building something that lasts, all that stuff. It's really hard to do. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Do you ever have any girls? Do you have any ever any girls that you hooked up with? Not 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 maybe maybe one night stand or whatever that you don't remember their names, but you wonder what they're doing now. Yes, I have a girl in Chicago. I think her name was Stephanie. She was the coolest chick. She was just really a great person. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was like, that connection, and it happens immediately, right? Yeah, and and, and we, I was, in my, I just started doing stand up, and I was living in New York. I was on living on Cornelia Street, right above Poe. Great, Poe is a great restaurant. Dude, yeah, above the Cornelia Street Love Cafe, po. it was great. You used to eat there all the time. Every night, Love you that come, we'd come home. Oh, it's the best street, fucking best street in the village. Two thousand dollars a month, what? Two bedroom, what? I know, I should have purchased it. God damn it, you should have purchased that. <laughs> it's the greatest street, and that's it might ever, be the greatest street in the village. It, it, it might be. Have you ever lived in New York? Yes. Really? For years, where? For years. For years? Yes, I lived everywhere in New York. Really? I lived everywhere from 23rd between uh, 6th and 7th at the time with Patty Jenkins, the great director. Yeah. Um, to uh, Avenue A and 11th. Ooh. Uh, to uh, back when it was Avenue A and 11th. Uh, back when they said, you're, if you go to A, you're adventurous. B, you're bold. C, you're crazy. And D, you're dead. And. Uh, I mean, everywhere. I, uh, the West Village I lived for on Bank Street for a summer. Um, I mean, the Upper West Side I lived for four years on 73rd between Central Park West and Columbus. Does it make you sad at all when you think about, when you think that that, that like sometimes I think to myself, I'll, I'll never be a, a, a farmer in France. Yeah. Cause like I, I, my life's already figured out. I got kids yeah. and I, and I can't just like, I, I really get bummed sometimes when I think about like going, so I, I guess I'll never run a vineyard. I know. I think about this. I, I that's so fucking weird. You say that. Cause I want to, I want to, I want to run a vineyard. I want to have a working olive oil farm outside of Rome. Yeah. I want to be a Spanish dancer in Barcelona. I want to <laughs> speak Spanish and I'm not kidding. I want to be I want to be in a dance, gypsy dance troupe. I want to be a gypsy. I want, yeah. I want to dance for a living. I want my feet to ache and have to wrap them. And I want to have to drink some wine and take an aspirin. And I want to, I want to have, I want to, I want to have dangerous, I want to have dangerous relationships with my dancer women. Dimitri, Dimitri Estate in, in San Inez. Yeah. It is one of my favorite places I've ever been on the planet, right? I, Demetrius Demetria Estate is okay. I think the name of the vineyard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, have you done stand up there? No. Okay, I did stand up in a in a vineyard uh, up there. But go on. But I and and I think to myself, 
I really love their life there. It's the dad, and I think the son now runs it. God. The mom and dad still live on the estate. The son runs it with his buddies. San, San Inez? In San Inez. Wow. And it's it's just beautiful. It's really beautiful. It's that, it's that old, like... Spanish. Italian, yeah, Spanish, yeah. like, villa style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, very, like, curved yes. everything and yes. wo big wood. Spanish villa. Yeah, and it's and it's overlooking the vineyard where everyone, their table's out and everyone drinks and you can eat sandwiches. There's nothing better, dude. There's nothing better. And I go, that maybe that's not my dream in life, but I wish that I had that opportunity. I wish, you. I can, just can't pivot. Like, I'll never, I'm never going to live on in the Outer Banks in North Carolina now ever know, because I've dude. got my kids and my wife and my things here and this is what I do. I, it's called, I know exactly what you're talking about. And uh, when I ate at Grut Estancia, which is the oldest vineyard in South Africa, I believe. And this this insane food and this insane wine, it was the most, again, you're just, you're, 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 your heart aches a little bit because you're like, I'm never going to be a chateau owner. Yeah. But I have a theory on all of that too. Okay. And I think that, um, in fact, that's longing to change your geography and it never changes your inner geography. It will for a while. A, a view and this new thing like Tuscany for a while and then it'll become the normal and you'll still be left with managing your relationships. You'll still have... You, can you imagine how badly you would miss the road and doing stand-up? And I got news for you. There ain't nothing better than what we do. And I mean nothing better. I mean, I'm talking about rental cars. I'm talking about the hotel. I'm talking about fucking whatever it might be. I'm talking about Buffalo in the winter. Fuck off. Yeah. I'll take it all because I'm a comic and I'm doing, I'm, I can't believe I do this shit for a living. That does, Spanish dancer, keep it all. At the end of the day, there ain't nothing better than getting up with a mic and doing what we do oh. on that level. Come on, bro. Then, then having an idea in the morning and then taking it to fruition that Fucking night. Are you kidding me? And I'm then... sold out. I can't believe I sell out. I'm. So hey, by the way, sorry, Philly. Well, <laughs> we added a late show Thursday. Good luck getting tickets to that. <laughs> and by the way, Calgary sold out already. Adding a a a, a, four, a, a show on Thursday. So sorry, I had. I can't believe that shit. I can't believe Denver, it. Denver, the end of April. Get your tickets now. They're going fast. You fucks. I can't. I. 25th, 26th, 27th. Do you ever Comedy go, do you ever, have you ever been walking around and going, I can't believe it worked out? Well, by the way, I don't do that because it, I'm, tw I'm 52. It yeah. took me 25 years. I'm the fucking <laughs> yeah. slowest. I'm a piece of shit. Like, oh, hey, Bri, you're successful. You're selling out clubs. It took me 20 years. Dude, me too. Me too. It took me, tw it took me 19 years to sell a ticket. It's not that impressive. <laughs> I mean, I mean any, anything you did. Play the piano, do jujitsu, <laughs> learn surgery. You can learn surgery. You can get your surgery. You can become a surgeon in seven years. So shut up. Oh, okay. Hey, Brian, you made it. I'm 52. I'm, some you people are retired already, and, and I'm bragging about having to sell. I had, I had a show. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Isn't it? Aren't you shocked? Like, I know that there are some people that expected it to happen. Some people are like, yeah, yeah, this is what I was going to be me. famous. I was going to be a great comedian, of course. Like, like there are people, I won't say names, but there is someone I'm thinking of right now that I, that even I'm like, I go that, as, by the way, it's not one of our friends, okay? Yeah. So it's not, don't want anyone to speculate, but there's like one person where I go, you're so confident that you deserve this, but I don't find you that funny. And I know people don't find you that funny. How do you have this like insane believability of that that i 
I, this is my calling. It's called I, the arrogance of a loser. It's yeah. called a guy who doesn't know the difference. And then, and then I look it's at the equivalent like guys, of a guy who's cocky who never got punched in the face. Yeah, I mean, that's always, exactly what it is. Yeah. And then I look at guys like me and you specifically. Yeah. Where I go, I'm 46. Yeah. I just started doing well in stand up. Yeah. And I, I go, I'm so grateful. But I, I was walking through Denver and I went, I can't believe it. It worked out this much. I know, dude. It's like uh, I'm. I have a TV show on ABC. People are like, what's the? So you you're so successful. Like, what would you say to actors starting out? What would I say? What? What? <laughs> I'm. Um. Okay. Well, let's see. Here's the Brian Callen method. Come to LA. Get mad TV because you got lucky, and then don't work. <laughs> Basically, don't work from. 30 to 40. <laughs> but wake up a lot in a cold sweat because you're a failure and sit in a lot of traffic, but also stay in class and do scenes nobody else is going to see and do bad stand-up in little venues. But keep failing. So that'll be that'll be your 30s. You're suck through your 30s. But then it doesn't end. Then hear no a little bit less in your 40s, but hear it 97% of the time. And 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 don't do it, but get small parts for a day on the Hangover, Hangover Two, and hold on to that. But you're you saw, don't work for months, and then when you're 45, get a recurring called on on a show called The Goldbergs. You still go many 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 months jobless and be on the road not selling tickets not thursday enjoy your 16 people you fucking zero you you stranger to the world and then and then you'll get up you'll finally you'll get a podcast that because brendan Schaub's really business-minded <laughs> will have some success and you still won't sell out and then when you're oh. and then when oh. you're 52 when you're oh. 52, you'll have a special that didn't even get on Netflix or Showtime, but somehow people are kind of liking it because it's called Complicated Age. They are liking it. Like, it is up there in the charts, whatever that means. And for the first time, ladies and gentlemen, you have to add shows for the first time in 52. There it is, guys. It only took me from the age of 20. I, I think I, oh yeah, I got into theater school when I was 24. Yeah, so you know what? 27 years later, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm doing all right. For now. Yeah, for now. For now, and I don't know how long it's going to last. Oh. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm not exaggerating. So you want to be successful, it takes fucking forever. Those are the, those are the three steps that is, to success. That is, can I tell you, man, that is the most inspirational speech I've ever heard. Good. Because I think, I think more people can connect with that. They should than, be able to. Like, that's, that's real. It's real. There's no, there's no shortcut. You want to be good at stand-up? See you in 10 years, but not really, really 15. Yeah. I don't know. Any, I don't know. Do you know an exception? I'm friends with the funniest people in the world. No. The best best comics in the world, from you to Rogan to there. I mean, look, we were all funny, but yeah. I'll see you in 10 years. It just takes, to get your voice, to find your voice. It's got to be 10. It's got to be 10 before I, it's anything I want to hear you say. Correct. Uh, and Correct. I, I and You can I, do tricks. I always had tricks. English on the ball. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of tricks. as far as like talking about something that mattered to me. No. Oh yeah, I I, I know. I, I, it took me forever. I think I just found my voice. What time you got to be out of here? You got to be there at one. Yeah. What okay, time we'll is get it? You, it's twelve fifteen. We'll get you out in a, few, a little bit. Um, but yeah, I five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. You're a good um, kid. 
the I love doing this by the way thank you for having me on but you uh, one of the things that it's like my comp oh, dude please any fucking time I could I not only could I talk to you forever I could listen that last Rogan appearance you did was so good really dude I loved it thank you I love I you're someone who has and I haven't done this as much maybe or maybe I haven't I'm not noticing it but like Burr is a great example of a guy who did a podcast and felt that that was his natural voice and allowed that to leak into a stand-up more and more, mm. you know? Mm. And so, and and you you are like that immensely. It's like, from when I first saw you do stand-up to where you are today, mm. I go, oh, this is, this art form of podcasting has has really left a thumbprint on him yeah. with with what you do with stand-up. Mm. And, and you see, I mean, I think D'Elia is probably the opposite. I think his stand-up was his thumbprint into his... Yeah. podcast maybe yeah. same yeah. with theo maybe yeah a little bit those guys are those guys are bullshit they're phonies they shouldn't be in the business i agree you know and so- I mean? <laughs> i'm saying it now delia and I, I boycott both of them i love them both delia delia when when i posted my like i, I did a the post on complicated apes you know yeah. like, it's out and delia the first comment was if you follow me don't buy this don't download this i was like you motherfucker uh, we should do a big competition where it's all the guys who talk shit to each other competing against each other. So it's like Dilly and Segura versus me and you yeah. versus Ari and Joe versus. It's <laughs> like, a good idea. It's a good idea. We should do a big, uh, a big, huge, like a fucking scavenger hunt from one side of the country to the other. Something. I think we should have a dance off. I think we should all work with dance coaches and, that. and try to be the best dancer. Would, you, dancing do dan- with the would stars. you do dancing with stars a, in a heartbeat? For real? Yeah, I love dance, and I and I. In a heartbeat. Why aren't you on Dancing with the Stars? I don't know, but I need to get on it because I would do it. It, it, it. I think it takes. It's a big time commitment. It's a huge time. But commitment. I would do it. Like I would do it. I'm. I. I would do it because, it, it scares me. But I want to be a dancer so badly. I'm a. I'm a pretty good dancer. I was. I was a big break dancer when I was a kid. Oh, you were. Yeah. And I, I can dance. I can dance surprisingly good. But. I'm, but I'm, I had a really hard time learning a dance. I had to learn. Yeah. The. Uh, Samba is that it? Yeah, one salsa. In, or? No, what's the one they do in Brazil? Ramba, salsa, merengue. It's the one that Flamenco. you do f- during. Uh, I don't know. I oh, forget I what it was, know. but I, I couldn't learn it. I could not yeah. learn it, and so I was like, "I'm a good dancer." And then when I got there, I just kind of improved it, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, I got it." Yeah. It's, I was like looking at everyone else. I was like, "I think if you break it down to me, I get lost." Yeah. But if I can just figure it out, I go, "Oh, I got it. Yeah. I got it." Well, dancing is something that I'm. I seriously want to start doing i want to start learning if me and you went into a cabin in the woods yeah and we could bring two comics and do one fun kind of crazy activity for one of the days who would the two comics be and what would be the activity well i feel like i mean how long do i have to be there because we get there friday oh we hang out saturday and then we do the activity sunday it was forever it'd have to be two female comics Schlesinger and Whitney Cummings because they're hot and funny. My wife said to me, if you ever do a sitcom, you need Whitney to be the what? Your wife. I love Whitney. And I I love Eliza. I love them both. Yeah, I love them both too. And I think they're both phenomenal comics. Eliza, Eliza is like, I mean, Eliza is a, to me, to me personally, I think she's one of the great comics. She is. She kills uh, me. She is. I saw her last special. It was fucking great. She's a killer. Yeah. She's a fucking killer, man. She she's really such is. a pure comic, man. With all the liabilities and all the strengths. She's just she's amazing. She just And by the she, way, so's Whitney. I love oh, Whitney. Oh yeah. I love her. Eliza's just funny. Yeah, man. Like she called, I, I don't think of them as like female comics. They're yeah. comics. 
and they 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 can hold their own with anybody anytime. Yeah, they're just badass. What about what about okay, two male comics? What would be the activity? Oh, so 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 who are the two the comics? Who would the two male comics be, and then what would be the activity? In a cabin. In a cabin, and we have a lake there. We can do whatever we want. We can go skydiving if you want. We can rent motorcycles. We get Rogan to teach us jujitsu because he's a legit black belt. Yeah. Now that's bullshit. Do we yeah. want to roll around in a cabin? No, 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 no. I, no. I, I want. I would. Would you want to go hunting? Well, so so one hundred percent, we're in a cabin, so we have to go kill animals. We could, or we could do. Rogan's got do. Rogan's got weaponry, and he has good experience. So we bring Rogan, and we bring, we bring, probably. Segura, so that if shit broke down like Lord of the Flies, we had a piggy. Yeah, but we could bring we could bring Dalia because I can bully him. Because all of a sudden he's in the he's in the woods and he becomes my beta, and and he can't he's not a pack mule yet he doesn't have the legs for it. So we make him we make him entertain us. Hey, you fur bird, get up and fucking make us laugh while we eat our kill. <laughs> and then I throw him scraps. Fur bird. Yeah, and I bully him the whole weekend, and I change things up for him a little bit. We should do a, a comedic Lord of the Flies where we all go out to an island and just see where we fall. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Me, you, Dalia, Shab, Rogan, Ari, Segura, Joey Diaz. Shab, Shab, is, Shab is leader because on the island, he's just so fucking strong. Yeah. He's, he's terrifying. So if Shab, Shab, is, Shab would end up being the, the supreme alpha because he can kill all of us with his bare hands. Now... I have a bad temper and I I am devious. So I would organize you f- pussies because you guys, you know that I'm not hearing a peep out of any of you fucking people. <laughs> yeah, I'm not hearing a peep, right? So let's start there. Take all the jiu-jitsu you want. I'm not hearing a peep out of you, <laughs> Diaz, fucking Shafir. Who are the other fucking guys? Dalia, Segura. I'll beat you all up at the same time. We know this, right? We know yeah. this. Do we all know this? Good. Yeah. Now, Shab, though, I got it. Now I gotta, I gotta have you guys on my side because we might have to kill Shab. <laughs> and we do it start. when he's sleeping. It's gonna be very scary. And I don't know if we can pull it off for real. I don't know if we can pull that fucking. I, it. He's. He's. I couldn't taking kill him. a lot of us down with I it. I couldn't kill him with no weapons while he slept. It'd be like trying to kill a polar bear. I mean, we we have to. I gotta I gotta get a sharp stick, and I gotta stick it right in his fucking jugular. I got a coconut, both hands up over yeah. his head, waiting for you to give me the, the go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah th- that's what happens because Shab is just. But you guys might turn on me. Hmm. You might turn on on the old old gray. <laughs> you know what I mean? You might turn yeah. on old gray. So I don't know because. It'd be a, it'd be a difficult and interesting time, but I think ultimately we'd all be great because we'd be laughing and we'd. Uh, Shafir's such a good guy. Oh. Shafir's such a fucking like. Uh, you know what I love about Ari? What he doesn't care about himself that much. No. Well, you're the same way. Like none of us are. I don't feel like any of us are um, selfish that way. I don't think I I, why, I don't think I am. I know Ari isn't genuinely. Yeah. Dalia and Shab are probably the most radically selfish people on the planet. And but Segura. And, and Segura too. So they'd be there in their own clique. Yeah. But they'd need us. Although I don't know how to make fire or really catch food. We'd be eating snails and crying in a corner. Yeah, I don't think I could. I, I you would... got it here. When you're on the island, here's what we do. Okay. You got to find shelter and yeah. you got to find water. Where's your water and where's your shelter? Start there. Then you got to make a fire. You got to find a way to make a fire. 
I fire. can focus on making fire. Yeah. Then we can go about foraging for food. Mussels, clams, uh, fish. I'm I, probably the best swimmer out of all of us. Jesus. Really? Yeah. You ever seen Shop swim? No. He looks like a giant seal. <laughs> can he swim? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Wait, he grew up in Colorado. Doesn't matter. He can swim. He floats. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's got that extra power. I swam for the triathlon. I swam. Wow. It was a quarter of a mile. It's not very Jesus. far, but man, that there's a difference between people who can swim yeah. and people who know how to swim. Yeah. Like, well, you would go, you would go and you would go and, I'd go, and, I'd and go get us, you would go and empty the lobster traps. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be spearfishing. I'd be swimming to the bottom, grabbing mussels. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd like that. You'd find, you'd find pearls. I'd find my, my avenue of use, usefulness and just do that. Yeah, like, like I'd be like, hey, is anyone a good? We, swimmer? we would delineate. We would men delineate authority very well. We, 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 the hierarchy just finds its place. I would love to do that. I would. Would you go to an island for a month? A month is way too long, bro. <laughs> it was okay. simply way okay. too long. Last question before I like, yeah. Would you being dead serious? Yeah. Would you go to boot camp for the for the Marines with with the same group of people, even yeah. add a fuck couple, right? Sure. Maybe like. Theora Santino. Yeah, sure. I, w- I would do it. Camp. I don't know if I'm. I don't. Not a know month. If... Not a month. But we go for one full week. I would do that. But I'm. Uh, yeah, I would do that. A fifty-two. I wonder if something would pop or break. But I, I'm in pretty good shape, so I would try. I, yeah, I could try. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, I couldn't do buds. It's too cold. But boot camp Marines would like be just like a general boot camp where yeah. we get our heads shaved. We go in. I wouldn't get anything from that though. I don't feel. You don't think so? Mm, I mean, I've done my own version of that. In my, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm. I'm I'd be like, oh god, this guy's screaming in my face. Yeah, I mean, I'd be like, I, it wouldn't affect me the way it would if I was eighteen. Yeah, and I, and I needed it. Yeah, I'd be like, Ooh. this is a guy much younger than me, and yeah, I get, I get that this is what we do. Yeah, yeah, okay. Crawling on my belly, it's 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 great, but you know, I don't know if I could do it. We'll go to an island then. I'll organize yeah. it. You will. Yeah, and then we'll right. only live by corporate integrations. Okay. So they'll drop off like. We're sponsored by Napa Valley. <laughs> Just yeah. wines. Yeah, just tons of Roasted wines. suckling again. <laughs> when that, when those sand fleas were getting you and then you had to jump in the water, Bert, it was crazy. Dude, you are the best. You I really know. are the best, man. Thank you you were one, like legit one of my favorite people to listen to, to talk to, and congrats on the special, man. Thanks, brother. Fuck Thank yeah. you so much. And thanks for, I love talking to you and I appreciate it. Dude, I could talk to you for fucking hours. My wife's going to be pissed that she didn't get to hang out here because now she's into podcasting. I love it. And she's like, discovering podcasts that have been like <laughs> and she's like she you know she said to me the other day she goes you know i just listened to rogan and i said you've never listened to rogan's podcast she goes no they, they're three hours long and i went oh hold on one second i don't know if i can talk to you if you just started listening to rogan yeah that's how i used to say it with brandon <laughs> brandon I'm like you know the road i was like hey don't talk to me about the road. <laughs> road you don't talk you're a pup you're not a dog you don't talk to me about anything don't ever talk to me about stand-up again like <laughs> i used like to and he'd be like come on it's like me trying to take down Eddie Bravo (laughs) certain things you're not allowed to talk to me about oh dude you're the best I'll get you out of here thank you This episode was brought to you by The Machine.